Afro Tales Podcast is a part of the Connected Podcast Network. Well, hello there. I'm Amon Mazingo, your storyteller, and this is season two of the Afro Tales Podcast, where we journey through the Americas and the Caribbean to explore the tales that grew from its African diaspora. I want to thank Art by Chalet for the beautiful episode art, and especially thank you for joining us on today's adventure. Chef, Chef, yes, Grio. Don't you love how we get to share our stories and recipes? Yes, I enjoy it greatly. Do you know what makes it possible for everyone to hear us? Yes, Grio. Our voices, obviously. True, but it's also Anchor, a hosting platform that distributes the podcast to places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and others. Oh, yes. And isn't everything needed to make a podcast in one place? That's correct. And the best thing of all, Chef, it's free. Free, you say? Free. And all I had to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So, you just had to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yep, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and do what we're doing now. Fantastic video. Simply fantastic. I know, Chef. I know. Once upon a time, Master King built a great, large building and sent all over the West Indies for great men to come to look at it and see if there was anything wrong with it. He was proud of that building. So proud that he wanted it to be perfect, and I mean perfect. All of those men went into it, and no one could find any fault at all. But the king still worked. Now, Anansi heard about this. and He thought he would just look into it and see what he could see in that building. So he went down there and paid his manners to Master King. He said, good morning, Master King. Good morning, Anansi. Well, sir, I heard you had a great building down here. Oh, yes. I heard you had a lot of important people come and look at it. And they had all said it was beautiful. And no one find any fault with it. Well, I come to look at it too, if I could. Go ahead. Go in the building. Look around. For I am very proud of it. Well, Anansi went in and sat down and he looked around. And he thought about Master King and how proud he was and he began working out a plan. He went up to Master King and said, Well, Master King, uh, the building is very beautiful. 
Well, Bill, but I did find one fault that worries me a little bit. Now, Master King was surprised and asked him what the worry was. He said, Well, Master King, the only thing missing in this entire building is two empty hands. Well, how can I get them? Well, Master King, uh, I know a gentleman at sign here who always has empty hands for sale, so I could probably get them for you. Well, what do you think he would charge me? You see, they're going to cost you 16 cents. If you give it to me, I'm already on the way to get them and bringing them back to you. So Master King gave Anansi 16 cents. And Anansi took the money and went to the shop at Sion Hill, where he bought a quarter pint of strong rum for 8 cents and a loaf of bread and some fried fish for the other 8 cents. Then he took a little of the rum and he rubbed down his skin all over. And he went where he knew Compay Lion always passed. And he laid down on the road and played drunk. Compay Lion came down the road toward him, carrying a great load of wood on his head. When he saw a Nancy lying there, he threw down the wood, stooped down, and said to a Nancy, Compe, what are you doing here? Oh, Compe, I couldn't. I was drinking all night. And I tried to get home, and Compe, I just couldn't make it. If, if, now, if you think I'm lying, Compe, I tell you, look in my pocket, and you'll see the bottle right there. Compe Lion took out the pint, and he held it up to his mouth, and he tried and tried, but he couldn't get even one drop out. This made Compe Lion angry, because he loves rum. You know how much he loves rum. So when he passed, he kicked the Nazi again and again. And the Nazi just lay there on the ground, rolling in the dust and mud until his whole skin was mudded up. Now he went to Master King and with big tears in his eyes. And Master King said when he got there, he said, Well, compare Nancy, what's wrong now? Oh, Compay, Master King. I went to the shop, oh Lord, and I got there to the sh- shopkeeper, and he wasn't there. And they told me he was leaving on the boat, so I ran down and called him just as he was getting on the boat to go away. And he sold me the last empty hands he had, sir. I was bringing them to you. And on my journey, Compay Lion beat me up and took away the two empty hands, sir. I'm sorry. Well, 
Let's get Compe Lion here. And off Anansi went. When Compe Lion came, he said, Good morning, Master King. Because he didn't know what was happening. Master King greeted him back. Good morning, Compe Lion. And how are you? And so they talked a while like that. Finally, Master King said, Well, come in and get a little supper with us. Well, Master King, I just had some supper, but I wouldn't want you to be ashamed by me not eating anything. So I'll take a little bite. When he finished, Master King called in Compe Nancy and said, Compe Lion, do you know this man? Sure, sure, I know him well. Did you see him this morning? Yes, sir. When I was going home from the forest with the load of wood, I met him on the road. Well, did he have anything with him? No. Compe and Nancy got up and said, Compe Lion, I had nothing with me. Compe Lion, I sent this man to buy something for me, and he told me you took it from him. Oh, Compe, I did not take anything from this man. When I was coming, I met this man with nothing but two empty hands. Well, that's just what I sent him to buy. Hand me my gun. Compe Lion ran away when he heard that and went to the forest. And he lives in the forest from that day until today. The end. So that story didn't quite go the way I thought it would. Um, I think I read a lot of these and I go back and read them for you guys. So my memory on them from when I read it the first to second time it's kind of foggy, but um, I was, for some reason, I didn't expect that to happen like that. Um, a Nazi doing that to Compe Lion, which Compe is just um, another way to say brother. Um, instead of saying brother lion, they say Compe Lion. Um, but I do like the story. Um, I don't like how they did Lion. It just really used him as a um, a plot device for this story, obviously. But, hey, how many people have been used for his plot devices for a friend's story, you know? One thing we got to know is that in St. Vincent and the Grenadines, well, St. Vincent, um, to be exact, architecture is huge, Okay. It is a huge thing. Apparently in the Caribbean, if you want builders, if you want carpenters, if you want somebody to build some build a house for you, you go to St. Vincent. That's what my research has shown. They build houses that can withstand storms, categories that shouldn't houses should not be able to withstand. Their their houses are just fine. And their houses are beautiful. If you have never seen a St. Vincent home, Go online, research it, YouTube it, whatever. Get on, just check out some of the homes. They're they're magnificent. Okay, 
simply magnificent, I must say. Um, so the king, I don't know what king this could be. Um, because, well, I guess it could be King George of England. Um, or it could be a king that came from the um, Garifuna. Uh, Garifuna. I apologize if I said the name wrong. Um, an Arawak, uh, a a uh, one of the other tribes that that were there before. I don't know. I don't know what uh, what tribe or what um, king this could be. Um, it's also believed that um, that Saint Vincent people may have some Mali descent, so could be from you know Mansa Musa's family. You know, never know. I'm just saying, you never know. <laughs> but uh, you know, we are we do have lions, and I don't think that there's a lion in Saint Vincent at all. So I would definitely think that. Uh, it would definitely have to be some of that uh, African ancestry there putting in. But who knows, right? Um, but this does definitely speak to how people can definitely be greedy, right? That's the big thing about this story is that people can be extremely greedy. Um, the king has everything. This magnificent home. And he just wants it to be perfect. He wants everything in there that can be in there. And Anansi sees a way to basically make a fool of him. You know? Where he tells him, you're only missing two empty hands. And for a person with common sense, I know when you were listening to the story, it's like, bruh, just look at your hands. Do they have anything in them at the point? Nope. Okay, they're empty. But he's just so self-centered and so greedy that he needs somebody to get him empty hands. He needs <laughs> empty hands. Like, he was literally in need of nothing. And Anansi gave him nothing, and he was happy with it. <laughs> it was crazy, crazy. Like, I can, I can go so far into this. It was, it, it's, it's amazing how this story just made a person greedy for nothing and he got nothing and was mad it, it, it's all it's crazy just listen to the story again if you don't understand what i'm saying but the story is awesome for that fact and i love it and i thank you for coming on this journey with me for another great story and i'm glad to be in saint vincent we will be here for a little while and there's more stories that are awesome from this beautiful place. All right. Well, as I say, always have a blessed day. This is your Afrotales recipe of the week. Roasted breadfruit and fried jackfish. Ingredients. One large breadfruit, peeled and sliced. One pound jackfish, lime or lemon juice. One quarter cup minced seasonings, onion, chive, garlic, thyme. 
one tablespoon salt, one cup flour for coating, add as desired, frying oil. For sauce preparation, which is optional, one tablespoon frying oil, one medium onion minced, one clove garlic minced, one sprig thyme, one medium ripe tomato sliced, half ounce margarine or butter, one teaspoon tomato paste or ketchup, one cup water, salt and pepper to taste, one small sweet pepper for garnish. Directions. Pierce the breadfruit with fork or skewer before placing it in the oven for roasting. Failure to do this could result in an explosion of the breadfruit causing possible damage to the oven and or personal injury from the fruit's internal pressure. Bake the breadfruit in a moderate oven, 250 to 350 degrees for about an hour and a half or until soft. Clean jackfish. Pour lemon juice over jackfish and leave to marinate for about 15 minutes. Rinse and dry with paper towels. Add salt to mint seasoning and rub seasonings over fish and set aside. Sprinkle flour on wax paper and coat fish on both sides in flour. Remove excess. Heat oil in frying pan on medium heat until very hot, not smoking, and fry fish for approximately four minutes on each side or until brown. Sauce preparation, optional. Saute onion, garlic, thyme, and slice tomato in heated oil until softened. Add margarine or butter and stir until melted. Add tomato paste or ketchup and water. Add salt and pepper to taste. Simmer until slightly thickened. Remove from heat, cool, and serve with breadfruit and jackfish. That is your AfroTales recipe of the week. again for your time thank you for supporting and sharing this podcast with your family and friends you can always find afro tales podcast on anchor spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts if you want to leave me a message or a tweet i can be found on twitter at afro tales cast on instagram and facebook at afro tales podcast and now on coffee at coffee.com forward slash afro tales podcast where you can financially support me for the price of one small cup of coffee however you support i thank you and i appreciate it always so until next time have a great day